0: Like my plan for this conversation is to, I, I should start with probably, I, I might just call this the notice and move on discussion. I haven't decided yet, but um, <laughs> I, you, you've used this phrase quite often and you had sent me some notes ahead of time to, to address this. And I, I, I want to make it clear that this isn't a video about drama or uh, People beefing with other people because, you know, uh, we're two separate individuals. Mr. Haynes' relationship to other people that I may be mutuals with and so on uh, doesn't affect my relationship with them. But I, I think it's interesting that there has been an observation that also gets under my skin. And I've said this on a few other streams before that, you know, the the notice and move on bit uh, sometimes frustrates me, uh, either because I feel a targeted or b frustrated by maybe we're coming at this from two different perspectives so why not just uh to to hash it out so i guess really the question i should ask starting off is what does notice and move on mean to you all right well first
1: and foremost uh notice and move on is bringing attention or shedding light on something and hey look how bad this is which comes in a multitude of flavors. Okay. And rather than move past stage one thinking, it's sort of like, you know, you know, the activist phrase, raise awareness. Anyone who tells you we're raising awareness for X, Y, or Z, they don't have a, like a step two. So if, if something is really meaningful, like, um, how do I put this? Uh, If something is truly worth getting upset at, don't let people manage your anger like that for the next distraction and the next thing to get upset over. And it seems to be like uh, people ice fishing and moving the house to the like, oh, we, we exhausted all of the hilarious witty comebacks about this one. And we post all the memes we know about this tragedy, whether it's like um Whether it's something like political scandal, uh, drag queen story hour, someone gets caught sleeping with a Chinese spy. It could be any number of things, but there's never any uh, step past that. And it's like people with platforms, whether they're aware of it or not, keep their followers lapping around the desert thinking they've crossed the horizon. So, and there's also a propensity to stay online. Like no one, it's almost scoffed that to, to be at like, you don't have like, you don't have to work for a charity to watch your neighborhood and community turn to shit, right? You don't have to work for an NGO to see that either, to get a front row seat. You could hate NWO stuff and be active in your community at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive, but I've been led to believe it is. So that is essentially the um, the genesis of Notice and Move On, I suppose.
0: Do you think perhaps by chance this is just the fact that this is an ongoing bit on social media? I mean, t- Twitter is home, and I mean, you and I are no strangers to this. I mean, Twitter is a cesspool and sort of a, a shit show that unfortunately by engaging in, we're kind of you take part in a very active, I guess, like, discursive environment. I mean, Lord knows that today's tweets become tomorrow's news chirons and, and, and so on, and they can get trending rather quickly. And so I, I do think, and the part of me agrees in the, in the aspect that, yeah, like, we, we point things out quite often, people who are, more, who are more explicitly political and try to build off of that or will point out a a specific issue or build off of it and make it their respective niche or their area in which they might make money or following from Uh, I I just don't I I guess for me it's just like well I don't know if Twitter is the world's best place to just you know it's an online platform so we're only going to see things that are explicitly online
1: oh of course um however uh We should consider that uh, online and offline aren't separate anymore. There's a lot of overlap. Instead of a collective unconscious, we have a fourth-rate dream time called the World Wide Web. Um, But I'm old enough to remember when you had to do things in person to get things moving online, and now it seems to be, like, the inverse of that. Like, at least the inverse is now the default most of the time. So maybe like you said in the beginning of this perhaps we're coming at this from different angles because like i'm not politics guy by any means my only politics are hey i can't stand liberals and also shit's getting really expensive outside and i have opinions about gentrification but uh first of all discussing well we could get into that later how just bringing up class seems to make some people big mad right but uh at the end of the day, I just want people to look at my flyers and check out the zine. And if they like the flyers enough to get it on a shirt, they will. So by no means am I politics guy. So I, but I'm using Twitter as a means to an end, right? I sort of have to do that weird posting a picture of a thing I did or posted up and get that weird, um, some I suppose, you know, uh, and so, worst case scenario. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You were saying?
0: Oh, uh, well, all I was going to was chime in. This is like, yeah, you're you're I don't ever cons- I don't consider your account explicitly a, a a political one, although you tend to have friends and uh, run in circles with people who are political. I mean, myself is probably a really good example. Right. And you and I are, oh. are good friends off of Twitter. You and I talk regularly and such. But like the thing that comes to my mind in this is that. Uh, everything nowadays. like the, the, I feel like when liberals had always said growing up, like, you know, the personal is political. The things you buy, the things you consume, they're all <laughs> political action. Well, the, the thing is, is, though, is that they're right. And, the you know, the brands that you do consume, like Ben & Jerry's or those that really cringy black rifle coffee company or something like that. Like those are all like explicitly political things. And so for instance, right. You know, I respect troops or, or more famously for what I like, you know, out of all your flyers, stop tomboy genocide like that, you know, that obviously is going to be explicitly political. And some of the things that you've talked about are explicitly political. I don't consider you a political person by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that tends to where there's that weird overlap where, uh, maybe more political posters or accounts will be like, oh, this guy's a politics dude and he should be on our camp or following our kind of like political orthodoxy or doctrine. And then they realize, oh, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> it, it, but you're, as an outsider though, that also grants you a really nice ability to sort of critique things. I think that's where Notice and Move On also gets under my skin because it's like, well, you're not in, right? Like you're not political. You're not like the in-group with everybody else, and so uh, you have a an outsider's view of it, which is why another reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because, like again, you're not you're not making political threads or videos or or your magazine isn't explicitly political in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no.
1: Although I'd, I'd argue the, the as political as I've ever gotten was making a threat on John McCain because he's a chicken shit coward who snitched on his homies <laughs> like to get back home early. That's That was the basis of it all. So that's about as political as I've gotten uh, with the account explicitly. But, you know, um, I will say for whatever reason, people who lean to the right politically tend to pick up what I put down. In fact, I was like quite taken aback by uh, such people showing up to the Cars and Women magazine live reading. Like, you wouldn't expect that from people you would normally, I suppose, label or consider right-wing or dissident or whatever. But, like, I'll hear anyone out. Like, if they're making sense, if they have a good point, the least I could do is make nice for five minutes and hear them out. Um, it just so happens that I really fucking hate liberals seems to be like the new center. (laughs) So anything to the right of that from one group of people is seen as a horrible underlying weird threat behind every corner. And depending who else you ask, it's like, oh yeah, some of those are my homies. So, um, I think, but to your point in, in regards to being an outsider, I think most, if not all populations subcultures and even genres uh of of people for lack of a better term uh all of them have a blind spot usually built in but it comes at the expense of adhering to like in group out group uh shared vernacular uh what they find to be value and the uh, what they find to be valuable or like what their values are you know so Things like learned helplessness can slowly bleed into things, right? And that coupled with the nail that stands out gets hammered down. You sort of end up having this like flattening of how to respond to things. Not to be mean or vindictive, but it's not a good look when you could make an educated guess as to how someone is going to respond to a headline before they tweet about it. And then they tweet about it, and you were like, oh, okay, I got two words wrong out of that paragraph. Okay. <laughs> it's not, but among that group, they're celebrated like gladiators. And let's like, maybe I'm biased because I got to do things outdoors <laughs> for the zine and the shirt and the flyers. And uh, what can one man do? Well, you could put up flyers, and they say stop tomboy genocide. And uh, it, it's not. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I suppose part of the problem here is, like, politics guys holding not politics guys to their politics standards, which, like, you you, you summed up much better than I can. But part of this issue is, like... Um, the left, you uh, like, uh, the left can unfortunately mobilize in person, and of course they they're propped up by things not available to the right wing, of course. But like, I think one issue, which is why some people push back on something like notice and move on, is that like s- some right wing culture war people are unfortunately terminally online. And if Twitter went down tomorrow, like, what do they have to show for it? Like, if Twitter went down tomorrow, like, your followers can easily find you. It'll be a bit of a pain in the ass because, like, you know, where do you post about it? But uh, you can adapt and overcome. If Twitter went down tomorrow, I could adapt and overcome, but it would be a real big pain in the ass. So people who don't have much to show for shadow boxing on the hamster wheel of Twitter... Um, they want to be taken seriously more than others. And if Twitter went down tomorrow and they don't have anything to show for it, I have found some of those people to be like among my worst critics. Um, so like, and again, maybe I'm using the, the Twitter. Well, I am using Twitter differently than most other people because like, I'm not shilling a column. My sub is just shit posting essay format. Right, uh, I don't have a podcast. I just want people to look at the zines and the shirts. So, so I don't know. I've, I I know I've, I've I've rambled and went off the rails here, but like you know, you do make a really good point. Come to think of it, like because it's it's by virtue of being not politics guy, I'm not using the site like they are, if that makes sense. And I know that's such a dumb, basic bitch point to make, but like. That's sort of the crux of how I look at using the site. And I don't know, maybe that's a fundamental difference as to like, you know, uh, unfamiliarity, unfamiliarity breeding contempt, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, I'd imagine that that's a big portion of the case, right? Is this that, oh, you know, you're, there is a literary slash art slash sort of shitposty scene that people enjoy in a way that's not like, you know, a a 25 minute long video essay on some high conceptual politics piece or an essay written by somebody. And it's like, oh, you know, it's a magazine that people can read or, you know, the same way that I like talking with T.R. Hudson and I had him on the channel to talk about his book or with Dan Baltic and so on. Like you guys aren't explicitly political, although you guys tend to fall in like political circles that uh, I tend to run in, which is why I'm like, well, you know, I don't consider. I'm sure that we might have some various disagreements on politics at the end of the day, and that's perfectly fine. But like, it's like, well, you know, it's it's uh, like it's like-minded company, and it's not explicitly political content. And so, for instance, I think when people will run against or you know block you, for instance, when and I'm not naming names. This isn't the place to do that, but uh, you know if people get upset over notice or move on and Lord knows I've read it and have gotten sort of like frustrated at it. I think it has to do with the fact that it's two different beings or like two different like packs of wolves, like accidentally crossing streams into each other's like borders or hunting grounds. And, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you're not for one of us. You're not one of us. And trying to, to make sense of that. And I think that's where a lot of this stuff gets at. Because like Twitter, for, for me, right, and I'm more in the ecosystem, I'm in Lord knows how many group chats and things like that, where it's just like, well, uh, for, for instance, like a lot of these guys network, a lot of these guys will retweet and show off each other's work and, you know, facilitate a community, meet IRL and things like that. And I've done the same thing before. And it's a way to help, you know, push things in the, in the direction that they want to, which is usually, of course, right word. And so for them, it's more of a cohesive, decentralized network to communicate ideas, illustrate where people's strong suits are, and get sort of everyone on board collectively under... I guess, like, a hierarchy of posters. And even then, like, I've only been on Twitter for, like, two years. It's not like I can say I'm a a de facto expert or an old head or anything. I still have to catch up on internet lore when, like, my co-host, Geo makes a reference to something. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't know what that is from, like, six years ago, because my politics six years ago was totally different. I wasn't on Twitter six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I I barely... (laughs) I was far more of a regular Joe Schmo six years ago. So it's just like... Uh, even me, it's like, well, this is clearly an ecosystem that has been evolving and a thing. And even I don't know all the lore behind people. And so it's just like, well, uh, I think that there are different works and people that try and make their own way of things. And so there's going, there's bound to be clash because people who make things will always want to... Um, I guess get into a pissing contest about what they know or what they engage in or how they operate on their a priori assumptions or whatever.
1: All right. Right. Um, however, not to say that I have a point of contention here, but like, it's not two packs of wolves. I'm just one dude. And what makes that silly is, uh. well, before I get into this, like you had mentioned, so, okay, you might have disagreements uh politically with people you might have had on your show but i think that's a testament to common goals outweigh common interests right like like let's say okay like one of your favorite i mean like for example
0: i've had dave martell on and i know dave martell is rather pagan sort of you know will to power type style of religio right you know Devout Christian, and so clearly there's going to be clash there. But I can appreciate Dave's work because I like I love pulp, sword and sandal type fiction, and you know uh, Lovecrafty and horror. So like the bizarre right. well, is something I want to promote.
1: Right, because you're not beholden to purity spiraling, like you know, and and not to and not to grandstand and say things purity spiral before they die and are born again as something new, which happens, but having to adhere to a strict rigid like let's say if, if um so like would you kick matt martell out of a foxhole if you two were like under duress or in a horrible like war zone like imagine that it's like hey find your own foxhole you don't have the same niche like pinpoint view of the world as i do like it, it's just no it's it's so so i think that shows a willingness not to or at least hear someone out like what are the basis of ideas and where are they coming from even if he just so happens to be a pagan for lack of a better term right but
0: um, yeah like I, I don't think i'd see myself kicking dave martell to the curb uh, on that specific issue if we're in i mean we're uh, that's sort of the i think that's also a part of the weird aspect of maybe like the right-wing ecosystem because like You know, um, things died in Charlottesville for like the quote-unquote alt-right in 2017. And so dissident right or the DR or whatever becomes this sort of new term as a default catch-all. And I said this in like my most recent video because it's basically an organization, or not even an organization, it's just a loose catch-all term for a collection of like perennialists, traditionalists, Christians of all colors, neo-pagans, Nietzscheans, will-to-power guys, agnostic right wingers, scientific right wingers, human biodiversity bloggers, so on, third position, and so on and so forth. So it's all this like loose connection of like, well, where are we friends with and then where are we not? And so uh, it becomes a weird place where it's like, yes, we, we really don't like where things are going. We think that the world is getting progressively shittier. We're going to disagree probably on some root causes as to why. You know, like I'm i am not a fan of sort of Nietzsche's, you know, description of like the genealogy of morals. And that's sort of some of the issues. But uh, it's not like we're not going to completely throw each other out. But I mean, in fighting and all sorts of stuff tends to happen. But I think that happens more so on the fact that people are content creators and, you know, a lot of people that may disagree online also happen to share a very large subscriber base of the same groups of people. And people are just fighting for who's right and who's wrong and who gets the uh, extra inch on the clout dick or whatever. Like, It just tends to be what I think is the, the case here.
1: But that's But that's a little sad because today's clout doesn't mean shit a year from now. Like, which is like, I mean, like, and I'm not saying that to be like, you know, you're wrong or no, you're absolutely right. But I think all online circles are prone to wanting clout. And uh, it doesn't mean shit a year from now. Hell, it might not even mean shit like three months from now. But um, clout can be derived from uh, like, look at how wrong this dude is. And everyone claps like seals. And it's almost like uh, turning who you disagree with into notice and move on. You know? Um, but but uh, I well, think... How would
0: you define purity spiraling? Because you just mentioned the things purity spiral before they die. So- and are born
1: again with something new. Right. Well, um having to like so so on like uh, having to agree across the board not only like whatever inherent shared values the group has but then even going so far as to be like don't engage with this person cuz they're a bad actor and like that seems kind of weird and petty that almost seems kind of cultish and speaking of cults you make more money as a leader but you have more fun as a follower all right There comes a point when like having to enforce such things like, whoa, prude, don't talk to that guy. Did you know that he's X, Y, and Z? Even though you like, ideally, you'll judge the person on your interaction with them, how they've treated you, like what you've spoken to them about. Are they agreeable and on what? But if you outsource your judgments, you lend yourself to purity spiraling. Because then you're like, oh, don't talk to that guy. He's bad. Why? So and so said so, but you tell me why that guy's bad. Fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> which has been the dynamic I've encountered with you know, um, like if 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 I could if I could speak my piece for just a moment, you know, in my experience on Twitter, some of the most insecure caddy bickering henhouse sewing circle feminine and neurotic behavior I've ever interacted with have been from right wing dissident culture war guys and it's not because plagiarism explained away by carnival barker stands and fanboys it's not the learned helplessness of notice and move on and how some people just can't get enough of it it's not getting DMs from people like battered housewives who go my likes are audited so like You know, I just want to let you know I support what you do because who needs enemies or friends like that? Right. But it's people like, for example, one person who has me blocked. um, If he had spent (laughs) as much time writing or working on things, as he had to come up with like sprawling, insane conspiracy theories about me. He'd have work out there that stands on his own instead of playing pretend tastemaker with books, and like most critics, using what credit, uh, um, what talent he didn't squander to either snobbishly tear down or slavishly praise shit he wish he wrote. I never thought I'd be called a communist subversive and a deep state op fed by the same person here we are like and and imagine outsourcing your judgment to that that's what happens when no one pulls you aside and goes dude that's kind of weird and unhinged you okay bro that also falls under the umbrella of purity spiraling whether deliberately or inadvertent and um it it's 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 beyond my comprehension uh because i've never went out of my way to tell people to go fuck themselves you know, I've never went out of my way to personally be like, oh, you know, the, the um, forget the creative output that that guy put out that I might not like. Let me go after his character. If I had done that, you know, the things I've been on the receiving end would make perfect sense. But that is not the case. Um, in fact, one person who made a rather public neurotic pygmy song and dance, uh, I never interacted with that dude ever. Imagine getting that showing up on your doorstep and they and imagine. But I digress. You see, behavior like this seems to be not only explained away at worst or encouraged at best. And uh, that makes like that makes everyone else in that group look bad, whether they realize it or not. That should be the basis of all shitty behavior. Uh, but but it's weird. Because um, there's there there doesn't I'm I'm sure there's a perfectly logical, reasonable, rational, coherent explanation for it. Because I'd like to hear it, but from where I stand, it doesn't make any sense. Um, seems kind of weird and finicky to me. And uh, imagine people getting big mad at a Luchador who has nothing to do with politics. Like, all right this is the weirdest fucking AI generated shit like I've ever bore witness to, but all right, let's roll with it.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not going to play defense for anyone's behavior. I mean, how I understand it and how I see it is, is that a lot of people will get defensive or I perhaps see an individual as a threat or see them as an outsider uh, I'm rather diplomatic with most people. I'm probably way too agreeable for my own good. I will usually give most people a chance to come on for a conversation, although if I don't know them, I will like ask my buddies like hey, like uh, this person asked me to like come on to their podcast or whatever like is there a history that I should be aware of because like no one wants to be like going on a show right next to like some prominent like figure that could like hurt them publicly right like that's that's one issue right. but um, and I've, un- I've had a few experiences doing that. Like I uh, inadvertently ended up on a stream next to Kurt Doolittle, and I was like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> like life happens. But um, uh, I I I can't. I, I find the Twitter ecosystem to be this really odd place because I don't go out of my way to to pick fights or to to do moral qualms or disagreements with people because I'll, I'll usually engage with individuals whose work I find to be particularly interesting because I, I'm not. I don't ever tie myself to a camp um, and maybe I'm the exception or and I, even then I'm probably not the exception. I think everyone doesn't, you know, likes to think that they're independently thinking, but for, I, to only speak for myself, I consider myself relatively diplomatic too much, probably to a fault and that there are crowds of people that have done a lot in helping me grow my audience, my following, my content As well as that, you know, every time I've interacted with them, they've been nothing but nice to me. And so it's just like, ah, well, you know, like, works for me. So like, you know, some people like to use the words like the AA sphere for academic agent or like the BAP sphere for Bronze Age Pervert. I don't think I consider myself (laughs) to be in either one of those like spheres. I interact with everyone in them, though, because they've never been mean to me. And like, you know, when I have disagreements, I can usually be like DM them and be like, hey, what's up? But uh, sometimes I think people are very quick, especially in this environment. And I think Twitter also has this like schizophrenic effect where, you know, anyone who's a remote outsider coming from a different perspective than you. Like, is this a fed? Is this some like, you know, engages in this like sort of schizophrenic behavior of like, you know, oh, there are feds in my bread. And I, I don't know how accurate that is. Oh. Although Lord knows that psyops are real and you can't be unfucked <laughs> by those because you know physical wounds heal. Oh, but, absolutely. You know, don't. So I don't, I, I don't, it's a weird thing. Cause like I find the social ecology of Twitter to be just a bizarre place where I, un- like, what is it for? It is it was originally sold as a micro blogging platform. Great, cool. What is it now? It is the epicenter of all discourse, more or less, and like Western politics, and where people can share information and ideas. And you get like people, uh, once known as JJ the Jackoff plane ratioing New York Times journalists, um, which is the greatest thing on earth, mind you. Like, at no point in time in history, would that oh, yeah. ever happened before. I and mean, so, well, well, just very quickly to, to, to build on what you're saying. Process.
1: Uh, just, just very quickly, Abdullah Youssef calling. Um, I forget her name, but uh, uh, her and her ilk novella writing yentas. Like, oh, it's it's and and for and for God's sake, like Twitter is now necessary not only for news outlets, but if you're running for office, if you don't have a Twitter, you've already lost. Like, it's a part of everyday life now. Whether we, uh, I just wanted to throw that in because. In spite of the schizophrenic, weird rhythm game of Twitter, it's kind of a necessity depending what you do in life. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Oh, no, you're fine. It's just, I again, I, I see how I understand it, right, like with Notice and Move On, is, is that Twitter is a great place. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that do things IRL on the ground and such that use Twitter to do it. But I think for a lot of um, where maybe this critique gets levied is is that a lot of them, this is a place for a discursive uh, ideological or say, you know, I hate the word theory cell. Actually, I hate the applying the word cell to everything because it's just <laughs> like... I find the discourse behind, like, oh, you're a Vol cell, true cell, incel, theory cell, whatever. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Let's just – you're a guy that likes critical theory. You're a guy that reads philosophy. Like, why the heck do we need to – But any in... that's a linguistic issue. But, like, for them, I, how I understand it, right, is that there is always a anonymous commentariat class that a lot of guys that are more – you know, BAP calls them face lords. Other people like to say face fags or whatever. Like, I technically fall in that category because my face I, sh- I showed on camera. But, like, um, there's a commentary it's sort of <laughs> chattering class, you know, for people who write editorials or essays or blogs or books or columns or whatever. And with the Internet, anyone and their mother can be a part of it now, which is kind of bizarre. But... Uh, also it's interesting because who would have known that some stranger that lives in like the middle of nowhere Virginia has been doing nonstop like translations of some like long lost political texts that weren't even in English but were in like Swiss German in like the 1700s and like here we are or guys that are translating like you know <laughs> Nolt or Junger or Saltsonitian's other book that Jordan Peterson's not allowed to talk about and so I you never wants you to read it <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I think that maybe it's a differences of just how we understand respective ecosystems, because it's like, well, you know, I, how I view it is that there are people that put out good work and put out good ideas and terminology that even I have borrowed off on and used. And so like, oh, it, it it's, a, it's a discourse train engine where it pushes things in a direction. Um, and it seems to be, how I understand the critique and how you've sent some of the stuff that you had sent me prior to this conversation was, is that, you know, you think that there would be more of a positive impact if that large following of people, like even for myself, I'm a smaller account and I have to laugh at that because I have 12,000 Twitter followers and it's just like that number is beyond dump bars number. I can't comprehend the idea of 12,000 people wanting to listen to what the hell I have to say. That's mind blowing. And so (laughs) You know how I understand is that one of your major critiques is that imagine if someone with that level of following or higher uh, was levying it towards, well, why don't you do th- something IRL?
1: Right, and view, you could, charitable. yeah, no, you could be, you could even take politics out of it entirely. Like for example, um, oh, and 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 you you are being charitable, like it doesn't even have to be explicit vote for this person. Um, Which I mean, some people do on Twitter anyways, but what I've noticed with the notice and move on carnival barker types is that number one, the online ones vicariously live through other dudes and whether they realize it or not, they encourage their followers to do the same. Like one, that one gentleman who did the, Particular charming pygmy song and dance I asked for an example of notice and move on Amounting to something in real life And evidently this guy banked it on getting Matt Walsh to change his mind about joggers, which, wow, dude, look how committed to this you are. You can't even say black people. Really? I bet you that dude says black people, like, in public, when he's, like, less than five feet away from them or rolls up the window instinctively when playing rap on the way to work, like the dude in office space. That's just sad and very disconnected. And what a weird, strange outlier to bank shadow boxing on the online hamster wheel known as Twitter. And so, again, to, to kind of get back to uh, the answer I was trying to make, um, you, c- you could take politics out of it. Like, if people are really that, like, yeah, dude, things are really fucked up out there. Go volunteer. Like, there are endless things in, in within a five-mile radius people could do. Like, you're really good at a subject? Go tutor a kid. Um, imagine, like, because there are a lot of smart people in right-wing dissident Twitter Hey, you, you're really good at math. You're so good at math you can't even show your work because you do it in four seconds in your head. You probably got accused of cheating in high school and you retook the test and you made them all look dumb. Go teach some kids how to do math if you're not a fucking mouth breathing mongloid. You know? Are you religious? Go volunteer at your church. Like and and it's not and it's but it and it's through doing things in meat space outside of Twitter. That's how you, like, really meet people who are like-minded and pick up what you put down. And again, maybe I'm biased because I gotta do shit off of Twitter for, like, the zine. Shirts. Hell, like, earlier today I had to chase down a plug for, like, uh, hoodies, because it's getting cold now. And people want hoodies. And even though, like, we couldn't figure out an agreement, like, this dude's dope as shit and he's gonna send us something for the zine. And I like the way this guy thinks. But like, you know, online is fun. To quote uh, my friend Space Lions, online is fun, but online is a containment zone. Like, doing good requires going outside. And even if you meet someone, like, and how you met was online, you still have to go outside to meet them, right? And there seems to be this weird, like, you know, painting the chains holding you down to look like gold. Like, no, what are you fucking stupid? Why would you go outside? That's the kind of response that seems to be like not frequent, but wh- how or why people are so adverse to that is beyond my understanding. But, you know, I digress. I think like that's, and again, like, not to beat a dead horse, dude, but like, I maybe, maybe the inherent difference is how I use Twitter, but. Um, I would like to make one quick note, though. Um, one thing that like, strikes me as odd with uh, pissing territories and, and uh, uh, people sourcing their judgment to one another and the weird finicky uh, conga lines of sewing circles. So one gentleman who has me blocked, if I understand correctly, is a family man, all right? So what a family man is doing Like, uh, And this was before he got his first two accounts reinstated. He was on a third, and that no longer exists. Uh, But when he was on that, homeboy couldn't keep my name out his mouth like Freddie Mercury at a glory hole, all right? Which is kind of weird, but okay. And the replies he got to nitpicking and going, how do such people end up in in our corner? And... I couldn't see what he tweeted but I was given screenshots of it by people I'm mutuals with which is because it's a small world like even like, so so the point is um all, like borderline freaking out at people in the replies who said something to the effect of like hey uh my brother and I are uh, don't see eye to eye but I still talk to him and he's a democrat and then four back to back to back to back replies later he's like hey That's shorthand for, like, five different things. You seem like a good guy. I don't need you to tell me who to talk to. Like, that's not a good look. So what a family man is doing, spending that much time, that's kind of fucking weird, man. And, like, I don't know if people on that corner of Twitter explain things away, but, like, oh, yeah, this guy's kind of engaging in really weird, repugnant behavior, like an entire brothel full of whores with their periods in sync. But he's a family man, so, you know. Like, that's weird. And uh, coming from the guy who called me, I, I guess when the sun's out, I'm a communist subversive. And when the sun goes down, I'm a deep state op. All right. That's fucking weird. And no one seems, I, I, I'm just curious if there's anyone in anyone's corner going, like, dude, that's kind of fucking weird. Because between you and I and anyone listening to this, yeah, it's kind of fucking weird, dude.
0: I'm not going to play apologia for those. I guess and, and back and forth. I, I I would rather. I wish that this would be hammered out by you two. I guess I'm I'm more interested in the fact that there is just a, a difference of views in how people. I think I think this fundamentally does come down to how people use Twitter and how people see their perspective for it or or where they do it. And, you know, my, my project throughout 2022 had always been focused on sort of the how do we bring ourselves back into the real? Because we had just witnessed the great, you know, Chinese delicacy sweep through the country and more or less all of the Western world, <laughs> except for a few parts of the United States, more or less locked down and enter like total digital Biomedical security state mode, where we're going to test out the latest science fiction to stop the horrors, and we're going to make that the "quote unquote" new normal, and that's still happening. And so, you know, more and more Americans nowadays are spending more of their hours alone than they are ever before, and I just don't think that that's fundamentally healthy. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm sure I'd be horrified by the number of hours I spend on Twitter uh, per week. That's why I take the weekends off, except for like my good night, church tomorrow, good morning, go to church tweets. And that's about it. But like, (laughs) I I think it does come down to a a use of Twitter and a differing area of social psychology. And I guess some people don't want to graft the two or they just will get rubbed the wrong way based upon association. Because, I mean, the thing that I've noticed the the most, and I've seen this a lot and I've sometimes done it, either consciously or subconsciously, is that there are groups that I will avoid or specific personalities that I'll tend not to engage with because I don't want to get caught up in other people's bullshit. Like, I don't want to get caught up in other people's drama or I don't want it to make it look like I'm taking an explicit side on certain things because, A, I probably don't know the whole situation and, B, like, I really don't want to deal with it because I don't want to make this my entire life. And I don't want to get, right. like, thinking about and be like, oh, what the hell is this person going to tweet about or say tomorrow? And it's just like, I don't want to deal with that drama. And so, like, I find it to be particularly interesting that I think a lot of people nowadays will... I mean, you call it outsourcing your moral judgment. I think for them, it's uh, they have to trust and rely on people that they already know and trust to say, hey, you know, I, don't, I didn't have the world's best experience with this guy uh, and do it elsewhere. And so that tends to be the case in the realm of like, oh, you know, uh, my buddy had said, maybe I should avoid this crowd or don't go on the stream. Like things got like really bad the last time. So it's like, well, okay, maybe I'll, you know, take a step back and reconsider. And I, I, think it just comes down to that. You already have a hyper skeptical distrusting environment because people recognize that having certain kinds of politics makes you a target. And so, You know, I I think that that tends to be the case, and even I've relied on other people's judgments because I just I don't know the whole situation, and so it it becomes sort of a a tribal esque form of defense.
1: No, you're right, and and it's not, and 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 in no way, shape, or form am I trying to say like I never outsource my judgment to others. Like everyone does it. All right, hell. Even, like, just think of all the cool shit your friends or people you know put you onto that you wouldn't have checked out if it wasn't for your friends or that person you know. But that being said, um, I think Twitter exacerbates and facilitates super hyper quick snap judgments in the realm of familiarity, right? Like Like, if you're in a group chat, and someone goes, man, fuck this guy. You're probably going to hear it out quicker than, like, some dude you don't follow. Like, and they DM you, message request, click. Man, fuck that guy. You're obviously going to take one more to heart than the other, right? So th- that sort of fast tracks, uh, like what I have found to be, like, an understanding of things that can be thousands of volumes wide, but only one volume deep. Um, Because I find it fascinating how... uh, All right. And not to beat a dead horse, but just, like, hear me out. Um, Being... Because, like, saying, being slandered, like, all right, we're not in, like, 19th century court here. But... Uh, Of all the groups I'd ever expected to misrepresent me and things I've written and things I've done, I was really expecting it to be the angry LGBT crowd because of the Stop Tomboy Genocide flyers, but no. Uh, It was uh, right-wing Twitter dissident types. And it's strange because isn't that the very shit their supposed enemies do that they claim to hate? Like it's like a really shitty fourth rate version of the outer limits. We're we're not even in Twilight Zone territory. This isn't even tongue in cheek. It's like fucking finger and nose. Um and it's weird. Uh a lot of it is weird to me. And 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 just so I could put the baseball bat down and stop beating this dead horse. Um I just find it fascinating and I'm very lucky and fortunate that anyone takes what I do seriously. Okay. And that there are people out there who pick up what I put down, but imagine getting big mad at a luchador that has no effect on your bottom line. Like my ears ring on and off because there are people somewhat families who evidently I'm not just living rent free in their heads. I'm walking around naked, not doing chores and making long distance phone calls. Like, so it, for and and of all of it to be unprovoked uh however um the plus side to this is that it's sort of not that it alienates others but I mean if some if someone is quick to 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 judge on so little notice and with so little frame of reference like then they're going to be prone to that. Not to say inevitably they're going to be wrong, but they will. We're only human, and no one can bet a thousand. So, um, as much as I hate to say it, like I welcome it. Um, ideal enemies are ATMs of good ideas, so that's fine. I mean, I'm sure there's a there's something to show for all of it, but like. You know, it, it's 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 sad because um, I just want to sell shirts and, and zines and flyers. I didn't expect to be making statements about like you know the cottage industry of like uh, giving fourteen year old girls mastectomies, but like it happened. It was I didn't think it was in the cards for me to do live readings, but it happened, and I didn't think it was in the cards for me to have to deal with people making me out to be Hitler McStalin. uh, But it's fine. So, you know, these things happen. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you have people who irrationally hate you and couldn't explain why, let alone to themselves.
0: I mean, probably. And I I don't know. I mean, typically, I'm very... I'm kind of quick with... uh... The block, or I, I typically just don't wander in where I'm going to cause debates because I just don't think that it, it, if the, well, I just want to debate, there should be an open marketplace of ideas of, like, the IDW types of, like, the last six years. It's just like, well, the the market's rigged and your ideas suck and I don't want to, like, get involved in, like, pissing contests with, like, tankies <laughs> or communists so what's the point, you know? And so I, I just tend not to, to do that sort of stuff, but, like, um people are going to use it for different purposes and i think that yes i think to some extent you're absolutely right if more people were to talk about how to get their audience to do things that matter uh, i think that a lot of that's a valid critique and i think that that would probably be a healthy way to tell people like hey maybe we should go in this direction so in the future you know, um, if people were being like, well, what do, you, what do you suggest I do offline, IRL? Well, like, well, you know, here's this thread that I did, like, you know, refer back to that. And if things are applicable to your circumstances, then go for it. Um, like one of my earliest YouTube videos was talking about, like, here are local offices for elections that actually matter, like county commissioner or like, you know, your, your, your right. county tax assessor stuff. But um, I mean, everyone's going to like, again, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but this does where it is kind of come to is, is that. People use it differently. Some people want to like hawk their essays. Some want to hawk their Substacks. Some want to, you know, just push things in the direction that they think how it works. And like everyone else, some people just want to microblog at two hundred some odd plus characters at a time about well, here's how I think it works, or here's how, and I mean people will compete over political models and terms and words, and some are just used as an effective catch-all, but. It, it all varies from person to person. Whoa. It just happens to be in a community.
1: Well, well, two things about what you mentioned. Uh, one, like politics, especially in, here in the United States, is some crazy carny folk shit. But local politics is where the magic happens. Like, and I said it before and I'll say it again, local politics is how gay weed was legalized. Okay. doesn't matter what your thoughts are on gay marriage or the legalization or decriminalization of weed. It happened. All right. And it started from the ground up, Uh, collectivized, nobodies who had a common goal. It started out as a ballot and an initiative and canvassing and phone banking and door to door. And it happened. It wasn't overnight, but it happened. So did all these jerk off, see eye to eye on every single thing and which season of The Simpsons was better than what? And, oh, you're Orthodox, I'm Catholic, so we can't work together. No, there was none of that. And gay weed happened. All right. So in regards to local politics, like, like first of all, most people in local politics run unopposed. Which is why when you go to your first town hall meeting, you're on the receiving end of some worm who's never been challenged for like 23 years, banging the gavel to tell you to shut up. Or maybe at a zoning board meeting. like and, and because you're at the zoning board meeting because there are things being built in your backyard with your tax dollars you didn't vote on. Right. But that's not sexy or as glamorous as getting something like, hey, I dunked on the idiot guy on the left who used to have immunity <laughs> when back when the check mark meant you were immune to all criticism. <laughs> right. Um, but no, like ask any culture war guy who sits uh, in the chamber of commerce in their state. And most people turn into this stuttering porky pig mess, not being able to tell you, even though whoever sits in the chamber of commerce holds the purse strings to that state. And they are the, Start and stop at every check sent to and from, uh, quote unquote special interest groups. But to give you a quick example, let's say congressmen and real estate firms and that two-way street, right? Local politics. So, so no, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that video. Um, and, uh, and two, like maybe, Maybe this is me being a lined optimist, but I don't know if anyone here remembers Earth Day. But on Earth Day in school, we had a catchphrase of uh, think globally, act locally. All right. So very simple things. Imagine some guy on Twitter with like 100,000 followers. And of course, that doesn't mean 100,000 people are going to do it. In fact, like a fraction of a fraction will even consider it. If some guy was like, hey, If you look at the Google Trends of like food bank and Salvation Army, uh, it's like a thirty-four degree angle since 2020. There's shit in your pantry that hasn't expired. Google, there's at least one like within a a short drive or even a five-minute walk, and there's shit in your closet, your drawers that you don't wear. Like and some and instead of throwing it out, why don't you give it away? That's not going to fix everything overnight. But, like, first of all, it's hard to feel bad about yourself when you're useful, especially to others. And, two, uh, there are, like, all right, so let's say I go put up flyers in the morning. And this happens at least once a week. I'm putting up flyers, and I see a line. And it looks like a line to get on the line. And, of course, the first thing I think of is, like, I haven't seen a line that long since I went to Disney World. And it turns out it's people lining up to get food from a church. And it's not just like the elderly and homeless looking people like young fucking couples. Some of them who look like the kind of gentrifying jerk offs that can't like who won't stop coming to my city. But even then, so, so the point is like, um, then let's say I post about like, wow, shit is hard outside. Like, you can't fix a problem you're not allowed to talk about and one bone i have to pick with right-wing dissident types is that any discussion of the economy or how hard shit is outside you're labeled a fucking commie like imagine imagine you come to my place and you're like oh jesus christ Haynes. like how am i gonna feed my kids i have to pawn something to keep the fucking lights on i'm trying to get extra hours at work but it's i